back, Act 2, the podcast, episode 95, back in the building, it's your boy, International Walt. And it's your girl, Tosh, the co-host with the most. And we are back for another episode of Act 2, the podcast, and this is episode 95, so good to be back with y'all. No bentai cinco. No bentai cinco. No bentai cinco. You guys can catch us on act2thepodcast.com. Y'all should be checking out the website. Um, Lots of new pictures up there. Um, You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, um, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Spotify, TikTok, and did I miss one? Radio Public. Radio Public. Um, you can catch our faces on all those platforms, so check us out. Uh, let's get to it. How are you? I am doing well today. Um, Speak up. We got a little um, motor thing in the back, so. A neighbor. Enunciate. Motorcycle banded. I am doing well today, and uh, mentally. Not like that. <laughs> mentally, um, I'm probably a seven point eight today. Elaborate. Um, just yeah, just a seven point eight. Just some things on my mind. My baby was a little upset with me, and you know, when he's upset with me, that doesn't make me feel good. Um, then you know, just some. Family stuff, like family dynamics are probably the hardest relationships where you would think in theory it should be the easiest because like God gave you these people, but it don't work out like that. But yeah, I'm a 7.8. I'm close to an 8, but I'm just a 7.8. Huh? Drama? No, no, no. Like not nothing new, but you know, just family dynamics. I shouldn't say family drama. Family dynamics. Okay. How's work? Um, Work is work. Work is a 7.8 as well. Mm. Um, Numbers are low this week in the first two categories. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been better, you know. So, I mean, work is busy. Um, it can be overwhelming. Dealing with certain people, people don't understand. You you, you be aggressive with me. I, I, my therapist told me I have oppositional defiant disorder. I don't like people telling me what to do. And it might sound childish, but it's not just a matter of telling me what to do. It's also how you communicate with me. No, nah, nah, I draw the line. And I have, I'm working with a certain person, and she's, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. She's Filipino. I don't know much about Filipino people. In the industry that she works in, like that tech world, I know it's, I think it's male-dominated. So maybe she feels like she has to be like, that aggressor all the time, but it oh, rubs me the many, wrong way. I don't know that many tech people. So what's your number for work? Yeah, 7.8. 7.8. Finances? Um, my finances are 10. No complaints there ever. Mm. Um, and physically, physically I actually feel good. Um, I'll say I'm a 9. Wow. So high on the back end numbers and low on the front end numbers. Yeah, I got to make up for it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if finances and physicality make up for mental and work, though, because mental is well, kind of heavy. That's true, and mental can control all the other things, yeah. too, so that's true. Um, I'll be better, though. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. No? How are you? Um, I'm probably an eight mentally. Okay. Um, you know, I was, again, we transparent on here. I was fucking pissed at you yesterday. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm a different person, and, you know, I love you differently. And I, you know, I don't want to stay mad. Although, I'm gonna feel my feels. Um, I respect but that. I don't want to stay mad at you. I don't, you know, how we used to be, and that I don't like that environment. I don't like that place. So I would say I'm a, a, a eight. That's good to hear. Um, huh. Work is a nine. One of my guys cut themselves. Um, that's always a bummer. And it's not like it. It falls on me in a way where I get in trouble, but it falls on me mentally because it's like I care about them and I don't want nobody on my watch to get hurt like that. Yeah. Finances, I would say, is a nine. Um, it's not like something I didn't know, but bills just like, it's just bills. Like the bills be bills be bills be bills be bills. I don't even like the name bills. Yeah, I mean, thank God <laughs> I have the resources and uh, ways to pay bills, but bills, bills, bills. Uh, physicality, I feel like a nine. Feel good, no nothing hurt. Um, so I'm great. Um, with your wives and woes, what's up? What's down? What's dark? What's light? Um, what's black? What's white? <laughs> Is that a bar? No, it's just. Um, my wow, I would just say um, the 
it sounds a little uh, hypocritical because I just said that my mental was kind of a lower number because of um, family dynamics. But also, we were loved on this week, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that just makes you feel good. Um, so sometimes you got to just step back, and my husband says this to me all the time, you know, appreciate what you have because that uh, like it's no you can't stay in what the, the that mindset of what you don't have when you really look at it what you do have does outweigh that and even though what you don't have what be miss what may be missing or deficient whether temporary or permanently um it doesn't outweigh what you do have so that just was just a wild moment for me and just being able to appreciate some of it was planned some of it was um not i mean some of it was planned some of it was planned but better than expected and some was unplanned but it just feels good when we um receive the love that we give not mm -hmm. that we you know are out there like lovers 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 but you know it just that was just a while and when i tell you to recap on it's gonna make you feel even better um, <laughs> um and uh wish your woes um <coughs> I, don't have any, uh, I don't have any woes. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, that's it. I don't have okay. any woes. Um, my wow is shout out to the Phillies. Um, mm. You know, they couple games away from winning the World Series. That's a wow for the city. Um, yeah. Everybody's calmed down and celebrating, so that's great. So shout out to the Phillies. That's my wow. My woes is another young black king shot dead. Um, I'm gonna leave that there, and that's just one of my woes. Like, I uh, wake up in the morning and I write my story and you know, get to work and look at a little social media before I go in. And I hate to see like somebody died or somebody murdered, and it's like too often that that's the case. And something's clearly wrong, don't nobody know what's wrong, don't nobody have answers, but something's clearly wrong, and that's just it. So, that's my woe for that. Yeah. Going back to your wow, um, I haven't heard you. So for those who don't know, I think we probably said it before. My husband is a huge football fan. He's mm -hmm. not necessarily a football team fan. Of course, we from Philly, rep Philly. He likes the Eagles, but he's not like a diehard Eagles fan. But they doing good. Well, how do you feel about that? The Eagles are uh, just the same as before. Like You feel like you scared they're going to disappoint you? Yeah, I mean, the Eagles can lose the last fucking eight games just like that. Just like they won the first seven. So it's, you know, it's... You um, just don't want to get too excited and be let down. Yeah, I mean, I would be great that they... It would be great if they won the Super Bowl. It would be great if the Phillies won the World Series. But again... In all sports, I have different players. I don't have teams that mm -hmm. I initially have. I root for my home teams. I want them to win, but, you know, growing up, you've been failed so many times. It's like, eh, if they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But you still want them to. But I root for different players. And football and baseball, I don't fuck with hockey like that. Um, I like different uh, golf people. Um, don't like soccer. I love basketball. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 all over the sports, but and just with players. It's weird because you used it, or at least it seemed to me as if you loved football more than basketball. But it seemed like that may have flipped a little bit. Yeah, because there's a new crop of football, like um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Um, what other high-profile quarterback? Came ben Roethlisberger. He's retired, but guys like that, their teams. Oh, are I fucking, thought you were talking about the original. Okay. Those those teams are fucking zero and four and two and three, mm. and the younger kids, the guys one year out of school, the Joe Burrows and all those guys, those teams are five and one and four and two, and so it's seven like a new oh. crop. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, they're seven and zero, oh, so it's like a new crop of of quarterbacks and players that you got to get used to. Okay. Um, not the Randy Mosses and T.O.s. Now it's Jamar Chase and Lamar Justin Jackson. Jefferson. Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. from um, Baltimore. Yes. I know football. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> there we go there. Jared Goff. <laughs> He's not new, but you know. So um, <laughs> the internet and technology and all this stuff going on in our world and how technology makes us and how we use it and don't use it and how we should utilize it and shouldn't utilize it. Mm -hmm. And um, people who call themselves journalists and obviously people we know who are not journalists. But what is the importance of being first and breaking a story? You know, I don't, I mean, 
in this day and age, I don't know because and it's... I, I, before that, the caveat is the um, this this kid who got shot takeoff. Um, you know, just having his mo his murder posted on the internet the next morning. Like, what's the so to be specific? What's the the hype behind actually pulling your phone out and recording something to put on the internet like that? Well, that I feel like it. Okay, I thought you meant just breaking the story no because obviously that that person whether it's a individual who's standing there who has no platform still want to be the first right to say that they posted something whether it be on their twitter or their instagram they're not a media network but they just want to be first i think it's just for the likes for the attention like that's simply all that it can be is for that and people wanting um, I, and the, the crazy thing is, I think for some people who just may be, you know, your average Joe Schmo or, you know, Jamil Shamil, because they might be a black person. Um, that was a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even think they're thinking on a level of like, oh, I'm gonna get all these likes and monetize it. I don't think they're thinking that far, but they're just thinking, I'm gonna get all these likes and get this attention. For what? Like, okay, if you're not a business, a brand, or trying to create a business or brand, just having all this attention from strangers gets you what? I don't know. But even if you get, let's just say you're the first, unfortunately, to post the murder, and you get a million views, if you don't, if you're not a platform that really has some content, you're just the average Joe Schmo. You get a million views, and then a month, those people ain't going to just keep coming back to your page just for GP. So, again, you're not really benefiting from it, but maybe just that attention to be able to say they got it fills some kind of void. Um, and I think it's also indicative of how decent... It's even past being desensitized. Like, I think it's at a different level of just being desensitized that people can record and post a murder because it, I think it's desensitized it's des being desensitized at the highest level the fact that you said that you even think to pull out your phone right that's the first thing that you're not like <gasps> in shock and like that right there in of itself and then you you don't have that inside gut check to say Maybe this ain't a good idea. Now, not saying this, this is like better, but if you text it to your homies or something like, look what I just seen or something, but that that that's still bad. But if it's in your group chat, it's in your group chat. But to post it on the internet and you don't think somebody's mother, children, sub, any, a stranger. What about I don't you? Like, see. what about you? Like, I mean, you've taught me that over the years. Like, digesting that shit is not. Good, and I would say ten years ago, five years ago, <coughs> I didn't have a real problem with that. Like I used to watch <coughs> videos of war and um, Iraqi people—not Iraqi people, but um, the the Taliban being shot and stuff like that, and brains all over the ground—and it wouldn't affect me. But now, it's like not even seeing that stuff, but seeing people who look like me young like me, younger than me, it just, I, it, it's like the age I'm at, I'm 45 years old, and it just makes me think about my own mortality. It's like the last thing I would want after getting through what I got through in life is for like another person who looks like me to like, to kill me or to take me out or something like that. I mean, Whether it be trying to rob me or take my car or whatever the fuck it might be. It's like, that's just the last way you want to go. And it's like nowadays, you just have to worry about that with everybody because you don't know who you encounter. And it's 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 scary. I mean, okay, so go, in reference to posting and people being desensitized, I think nobody is thinking about... Everybody's just moving, 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 trying to keep up. They're not even stopping for a moment to... And maybe they don't even know to, like, do a self-check. Like you said, years ago, I told you, I don't want to see any more murders. Like, I would have never seen a person physically be killed had it not been for social media. Like I always say, when Philando Castile got killed. I was, what was that, three years ago? A little longer. I think that was 17. 
No, he got killed. Well, okay. Okay, so that so I'm 41. I was almost 40 years old before I seen a person be killed. Because remember, it kicked off in 2020, and it was like two or three years of people dying like that. And I think he was in the early stages of it. You said it kicked off in 2020? All that, like the riots. And well, the, that was like, George Floyd. Okay, what, I mean, so a couple years off. before it that got you. Okay, but so, up until that point. Yeah, so up until that point, I was 36 years old, had never seen a person, like, get killed. And I don't need that. Like, that that ain't something that we should be digesting. Why do you think veterans have PTSD from seeing so much death? Like, that's just not something that the everyday person. Why do you think if a police officer is involved in a shooting, then they do it, you know, to make sure that it was a justified shooting and all that stuff because they use their weapon. But they also have to go through therapy and stuff like that because a life was taken. Like, it's just not something that us regular citizens should be a part of, especially in such high volume. I think about the people who, like, have had, you know, a uncle, two cousins, three homies, you know, maybe a, a couple, a, a girlfriend or something, like, die within you know, two years of each other. Like, how? I can't imagine. And they just keep going on with life. Like, you don't have a choice. Right. But I can't imagine the low of dealing with that death. Now, like you said about having to worry about your life being taken, yes, we all have to worry about that because we're not immune to any of it. None of us are invincible. However... But a black man has to worry about that every day he walks out the house. Every day? But you do have control over limiting your chances based on your association and your environment. Right, so you can do what you can to, to, to mitigate those circumstances from happening. But what you can't do is be a hermit. You gotta go get gas. You gotta mm -hmm. go to the store to get yourself some lunch or something. So you gotta, you, you know, you could be at a red light and get carjacked. You could be in a goddamn Chick-fil-A line. Absolutely. Like shit is going down out here. So it's not like... I got to be on 8th and Butler for some shit to happen to me. But you, like you've been saying on the last few episodes and also in our real life, people can't operate on how no, life should no, be. No. You don't have to go to the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in the worst part of the hood right. just because you feel like I'm good in any hood. You have to have a mindset that say, nah, I don't even want to expose myself to the higher risk. And that doesn't mean that you can't get jacked at Ruth's Chris if somebody waiting out there to do something. But you have to have that mindset of not ex ex exposing yourself to a scenario where there's a higher risk. You don't have to be at a dice game. Right. You want to shoot dice? Hang with millionaires and y'all shoot dice in a millionaire's house where everybody on the casino. same level and got something. But maybe you want to, like, the street you know, I, that vibe of really shooting dice. But I've seen, like, pictures of, like, Meek Mills uh, or Meek Mill Future, like, people of the same stature shooting dice because they still want that hood feel. But ain't nobody pulling out guns. Right. So you, yeah, while, yes, as a black man, there is that, like you always say amongst men, there's that low level of violence. As a black man, that it, there's that high level of potential of you being harmed. Right. But there are things that people can do to mitigate some of the risks. Of course. So what do you think? I think right now where it's, it's turning into, and it's crazy because it's like new terms, but digital trauma. Like by digesting murder, murder posts, dead bodies, um, people being shot, um... All, like a, a a man beating on his wife and a ring uh inside of inside the house mm -hmm. he catches it like all that shit is stuff we didn't used to digest and it becomes digital trauma like you know we're watching something all day 10 hours a day on the phone and the shit that you're taking in is like it's it's crazy but what do you think um took that away like wanting to be, to pull the camera out and and film other than help because we're not um, naturally wired that way. So I, what do you think took that away from us? The um, option. You can't just say likes. Like, no, the option to do it. You got to think. We didn't always have the option. Like, we were talking about the other day when we could send the first text message. Like, we didn't always have the option to record something. Right. You put a camera in somebody's hand. Like, I remember when I got my first camcorder. 
and like okay that wasn't like a big thing that everybody had but I wanted to record everything just because I could like my friends would come over and we would just like set up the camera and try to create like a fake talk show or you know it just anything like I because I had the option so I think that's what changed the, di the dynamic just being able to like you, you wouldn't do like you think about <laughs> you think about that um little uh I don't I don't want to say little but these episodes and I have I don't really go to Twitter so I don't know how um evasive it has become but with Elon Musk removing the or or not limiting free speech mm -hmm. so now you have all these people just blurting out nigger 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 because they can mm -hmm. so that's the thing when you allow people the option it changes what they do and how they move we it wasn't happening when we were younger because we didn't have the option now if you had to do, if you had people walking around with camcorders and, it, and they were like very prevalent in society then people probably would have um video recordings of certain things but without the option and you just don't do it have, have you ever seen something really uh violent and hurtful happen to somebody um, in person, I, well, it's not funny. I seen like somebody, I seen these dudes try to jump. I told you this before in our old neighborhood, try to jump this old head and, um, he knocked them out like two pieces, like rocked off their heels. Can I say it was very violent? Not really. Cause it wasn't like he so knocked them out. nobody get like jump 12 on one stomped into the ground beat with a bat right, that's what fight. i was gonna say it wasn't Today like they, it was like unconscious or something nah. shot stabbed no i okay. i've been like near a, a woman beaten by a man like in front of you like where a, a boyfriend just like beat the shit out of her you like can't believe it's happening Nah, nah okay. I've never, I've never seen that. Like, up, uh, I never seen stuff like that to social media. Like, mm -hmm. you hear about it, you know it happens. But yeah, I've never seen stuff like that until social media. And people, I seen a comment somebody said, which I thought was the dumbest thing ever, was like, it ain't nothing different than the news posting, you know, war victims and stuff. Uh, if you've ever watched the news, they are very discreet in how they post up. They have to be, and it, that's a media outlet. So they're they sh they should be posting stuff. They're there to inform us. Well, supposed to be to inform. But again, us. they're not posting blood and gore. And no. even in the circumstances where they have like nine eleven, when like one that was an unprecedented event, cameras were rolling. Live. When they show people jumping they off cut the that buildings, shit quick. once they you seen if you caught it when it happened, you seen it, but you. Ne probably have never seen it again so they don't just arbitrarily decide they're going to show gore and, and all the vulgarities around crime that's non-journalistic people that do that you can't compare that to news media outlets no you can't it's it's two different ballparks now i do i asked you those questions because i wanted to know what you thought and if you had any like psychological thought against why people um don't help because there is and the reason why some people don't help is because it's called the bystander effect. It's a social psychological phenomenon. It's like filming gives people agency when they may otherwise feel unable. It makes them feel like um, an active witness, which is why I asked you, have you ever seen like um, something violent happen in front of you? Because some people in the bystander effect, you, you freeze and you can't help. And there's a thing in your mind where you won't help if other people are around. So if you was there by yourself, you may have offered or rendered aid. But because you freeze in that moment for, for whatever reason, you can't believe what you're seeing or you're just scared or whatever. But the bystander effect, because you got to think about it. Even back in the day when we didn't have phones, there was people who stood around and didn't help. There's right, people well, who stood I mean, around and just stood there while shit happened and it didn't help. Even though they didn't have a phone to pull out, they could call the cops or have a house phone or whatever, or just go run the aid at a car uh, a car accident. They still there's still people who stood around and did nothing because of that that bystander effect. Like I want to just stand and watch. Well, I mean, so you did, so you asked me why did people record? Not why did people record instead of helping? I think in addition to the bystander effect... Well, I thought that might have been the whole point. Like, if somebody's getting shot, pull your phone out and call 911, not hit the camera button. I, <laughs> like I didn't know you, you were saying why nature. they do that. I was, I was just thinking, 
I was not that spot. anything you said was wrong. Right, I, no, I, I'm just I didn't even think about why they didn't help because uh, while I understand the textbook psychological effect, I think it also has something to do a couple things: safety mm-hmm. and self-preservation. As much, exactly. As much as I don't want violent things to happen to people, you have to think to yourself. Am I going to get hurt? This man beating this lady face in that he probably knows if, if it's like a domestic violence situation. He knows her. He might have told her he loved her. He might have kids with her. He might tongue her down and he can do this to her. What the hell could he do to a stranger? Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Um, Also, if it's like a fight or something like that, especially, especially these kids out here today, they will... For as many fights as it is online, I would put that high up there. And yeah. not only fights. Do you know how many people are online getting knocked completely out? Yeah. So like I cold. Think, so in terms of people not helping, <laughs> I think it's self-preservation. Um, and then also, I think it's that thing of not wanting... Which is stupid, but I get it. Not wanting to be involved with the police or be labeled a snitch. Or you don't want to be a witness. Because not like... Even if you don't think about it from the criminalistic standpoint of... You know, I I ain't messing with the cops. I ain't snitching. I ain't telling. I'm not calling the cops. It also goes back to self-preservation. Once I do, now I'm in the middle. Am I going to have to come to court? I know a business owner. And I'm not going to give any details. I know a business owner that... As much as you would think it's a safety thing to put cameras out in mm-hmm. front of your business, they didn't want to because they just felt like the police be, are going to come here. And if something tape. happened, yeah, and and we got it on tape, then they're going to ask for they're going to ask for it. But and you can easily say my cameras don't work. True. I mean, you I know, get you it. You can easily say they don't record or they record over shit every day. It's yeah. a blank tape today from what happened yesterday. Like, it's only yeah. in case we get robbed. But I'm just saying that that's it's a shame that people have to think like that. Like, I don't want to be... The police have proven not to really protect mm-hmm. people. So, or, or, you know, they'll show... I've heard of stories where the cops, like, somebody might have helped and they're supposed to, you know, be on the low because they don't want to be in the middle. Then the cops will show up at your house. Like, yeah. why are you here? Exactly. Like, you're letting them know that I'm helping you or you're letting them know that I'm... Like, it ain't normal for the cops to be at this particular address, but you're here. Some cop told you it's going to be all anonymous at the station, but then when he passed it to some detective, he just showed up at your crib. Yeah, exactly. Now, everybody outside that day. Wondering why the dick's at your house. Exactly. And they know something just popped off six days ago. So I think it's a cultural thing, um, as and, and, and which is why we when we see, like, white people or other races involving themselves to help, even if it's, like, a good thing that they should be doing, we kind of snicker at them, like, look at them minding somebody's business. They need to stay out of it. But they're doing what mankind should do. Done. But they don't have that fear of, oh, the cops aren't going to protect us. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have that fear of, oh, my goodness, who's going to come after me? Or Because they're not asking, they're not asking if I tell you, can I be in witness protection? They want to show up. They're like, court. I'm telling, I'm going to court. Yes. This is the right thing that to do. Him. Yeah, and this is what should be done. And I'm an American. This is what I should should be yes. doing. Oh, and if they pull out their phone, they're going to be like, officer, here you are. Take my phone. I have it all on camera for you. Um, before <laughs> I get on to the, uh, the, the bystander effect, two forms of digital uh, trauma that I see is watching murder posts and posting dead people at funerals. Name two more. Um, Other than a fight. I would say... I, I would say, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be unsensitive. Yeah, I'm some. I was, yeah, face stuff. Not trying to be unsensitive to people when people post themselves grieving in a sense or like in a sad moment. It's, like when it's, something just happened and they keep posting every day about how bad it hurts and that kind of thing. Well, not just like some people will like physically post themselves crying and oh. it's, and you know it's but it's. And again, I don't want to sound selfish or mean, but it's like now you're burdening everyone else with that. I mean, if you have your family, your circle, your friends, and they be there to support you, but it's like 
Damn, I mean, I know like what you're what? talking about, and I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think that's something you should go to is your phone when you're crying. No. To, to like, show everybody that you're crying. So I don't even know me, how you think to yeah, do that. I don't, I don't understand that. When you're emotional and sad and crying in the moment, the le you're not thinking, let me get my phone so I can show everybody I'm crying. Like, it, it's, it's a weird thing that pops up in a person's head, and you wonder, is it really the natural emotion i don't know like i've been I, I just think about times that i've been sad i hell crying i cried yesterday like and i can't even imagine pulling my phone out to be like what I, did you cry yesterday for it don't matter i'll tell you afterwards mm. but it, it i'm just saying like it it, it it anything anything i just can't imagine like we both have lost our grandmothers and you know there has been times when we've had moments and talking i couldn't imagine pulling out my phone to be like i miss my grandma so much right now and like be crying to y'all and and maybe some people don't have the support system outside of their social media circle that because people really think followers are friends what, what? if they're not though even I'm not talking about the nine people who you really know and who are really your friend. You can just call them off of social media and talk to them. But to go to social media because you have a bunch of followers, a couple hundred people, and nine to 15 of them are your real family, you don't have to do that. Yeah, but 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 that's the thing. Some people that might be... And you leave it open for the other people to comment back to what you're doing. If you talk to your family and friends, maybe they'll understand and won't say nothing malicious back. But somebody out there who follows you that's not a family, just a follower, might say, what the fuck you on here crying for? But I don't, I mean, like, okay, I think I have, like, 400 followers, not all my friends, not all my family, but all people that I know in real life. They might talk about me off of, you know, social media, like, what the hell is wrong with her? But I don't, there's nobody I know that would say, like, something malicious because my page isn't open to the public. So maybe people just need that. Say what it was. Or, somebody um, out there yeah, who definitely. you who was Steve J48. And of you course. Did, you didn't catch it. Yeah. And then you do that crying thing and the next thing you know, it's like, bitch, stop crying. And you're like, who the fuck said this? Yeah. Oh, who the hell is Steve the block? But, but, but he got through. But when you talk about the trauma, I think, again, that's one of those things that you burden other people. It's like, And damn. we just learned the other day that every, your problem ain't everybody else's problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's one way. Um, you said maybe two, uh, two ways. Um, okay. And I'm going to say this from a personal perspective, you know, and this isn't intentional trauma, but I think this is self-inflicted trauma. That's what it is. You know, having dealt with fertility issues, sometimes going to those pages of like cute black babies and scrolling and you just seeing baby after baby after baby, you, you have to know for yourself, like I had enough. So, I mean, I guess maybe that can be considered self-inflicted trauma because of the overabundance of exposure. No, I think the self-inflicted trauma would be going to the page in the beginning. If you're a woman who has infertility problems, why are you going to look at beautiful black babies or beautiful white, whatever? Why are you going to look at beautiful babies when you know that kind of uh, yeah. wormhole will put you in a, a state of mind? Right, right. So I think you probably shouldn't, not saying you, but anybody with those problems probably shouldn't go to those pages because I'm going to scroll through a couple hundred babies. I'm going to want one. I, I know my situation and I'm going to feel sad. Right, but I'm just saying, <coughs> and, and again, I thank God for my growth and my healing journey because I don't look at those pages. But just the access to, to the digital mm -hmm. world now just creates that opportunity for you to hurt yourself. Okay, now, is so it, that is a form Yeah, of so trauma. is this something that's, you know, it's, um, it's not intentional? Like, they're just posting cute babies. You think, oh, that's a great thing. But outside of social media, where else would you have that access? Right. So I, I would think that's one of the... And it could be anything. If you have a food addiction and you scrolling and looking at, you know, all these delicious behind TikTok recipes, that could be, you know, if another thing. If you have thing. a food addiction, you probably shouldn't go to Food Network page. Right. There's nothing but dishes on there. But, but social want. media allows you to... Um, 
be like swallowed up because if you go look at one plate they're gonna know you like it and feed you more stuff <laughs> and feed you more stuff so before you know it she's right you're gonna be wrapped up or if you all have, gonna be on your time if you're a sex addict because i go to the explorer page on somebody's page ass 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 <laughs> ass all up and down <laughs> I don't look at that. That's there. Just like it was feet on there. But your your Explorer page feeds you based on your algorithm of the things that you look at. And I love you. We look at asses together sometimes. Mm -hmm. But somebody's Explorer page has an... It's like, whoa. This is like ass nation on here. Black asses, chocolate asses, round asses, apple asses. Like I think that's just the internet as a whole. That's not me. Okay, my Explorer page don't look like that, but for somebody who... If you like one butt, the next <laughs> day your Explorer page will look like that. But in all seriousness, that's another thing. Like if somebody has a porn addiction or sex addiction, that can be real. So self-inflicted trauma, but that the digital world enables you. So the bystander effect. I agree with what you just said too. The U.S. Department of Justice, um, a bystander... Hold on, the U.S. Department of Justice statistics say a bystander is present at 70% 70, 70 of assaults and 52% of robberies mm. across the nation. So it's a real thing that people, I guess, freeze up or inside like they want. I, it's been some violent shit I've seen in, in, in my life. Um, I've seen a woman get beat. I've seen a guy get jumped. And I've seen somebody get poked before. And like. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I guess as a human, I was like able to have a phone and, and, and I, I could have called the cops, but that thing in me was like, no, ain't no, I ain't snitching, I'm, I'm a street dude, mm -hmm. like, ain't none of that shit happening, but you would think, like, should you intervene, like, this person got stabbed, they're dying, like, they could lose their fucking life, they're bleeding out, again, not so young that you don't think that this person has a mom, may have a fucking kid, father, brother, sister, like they're fucking dying and there's people around who shunning it off because of some street shit. So, what you know what popped in my mind? And I would love to hear a professional's perspective um, on this because I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but what popped in my mind is the um, airplane effect. And when we talk about self-preservation, self you got to make sure you're safe. You got to yeah, put your okay, mask okay, on okay. first. I was wondering where you was going with that. So I think like or in a situation where somebody's being robbed, somebody's being stabbed, somebody's being poked, you do want to help them. But maybe you have to make sure you're safe first. So once that person runs away and leaves and you know that you're not in danger, because if you run up and now y'all both stabbed, some, now we, you got to wait for a third person to come up and call the police for both of y'all. No, but it was like the person... I don't want to say where it was at, but the person that got stabbed and the person who stabbed them was gone. And still, it was like eight to nine, ten people around who just kind of ignored the oh, situation. Oh, yeah, that's a bad situation. So okay. it's like, you know, on some, I didn't see that. But it was like, dude is fucking bleeding, like, bad. And, and again, it's one of those things, too, where people have to think, like, even if you don't want to be involved with the cops, if you just be like... Yo, I need y'all to send an ambulance to one, two, three Main Street. Somebody on the ground bleeding. Hang mm -hmm. up, and at least you did. Me as a as a human, I think at this age, I am not intervening because I need to make it home to my husband every day. I got kids that love me, and I can't be taken away from them either. So I'm not intervening if I feel like that my life could be in danger. But I think I would definitely call the cops on my way home. But at that like, point, I was safe. It wasn't like that person who stabbed him was gone. So it wasn't. Right. No, I'm just saying now <laughs> at this day and age. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Even seeing a person get beat up. I remember I was young in front of my mom's house. No names, but a person was getting beat up by, one person was getting beat up by like 12 people. And I mean, stomped into the ground so they were unconscious. And it's like looking out the window at something like that and not like. Just close the curtains like, damn, that was fucked up. But you know what, up. though? I think, too, this, that's where I say the cultural thing because you, and this is even until, I'm going to say, maybe three, four years ago, you had, I mean, even now, you're, you won't call the police for anything. One day, we were coming home, and this old man, it was summertime. <laughs> he it was on the side of the road, y'all. He When I tell you, 
he like he I thought he was gonna have a heat stroke and he wouldn't pull over to stop but it was right around the corner from our old house so when I called the cops to like go out there to that road it's a man on the side and he was like you called the cops but I'm like yeah like I called the cops because like he need to be saved it, it wasn't no crime happening i'm not snitching on anybody i want the ambulance to come and help him but he just it, has it, this because it it's embedded me. in you that you i never you just, forgot that too that you called the cops like in your whole life for as long as you live nothing happened and you press 911 like you you just called them like voluntarily like yeah. that's crazy to me yeah, like that's how it deep it's embedded in us, and it's not necessarily a good thing. It's just something. And that for we me, recognize. I, and for me, because I, I remember telling her, "You want to call the cops? Go ahead. I'm not." And for me, I was thinking to myself, if I wake up in the morning and they say, "Oh, a, a senior citizen was found dead on the side of the road due to the 104 degree, you know, heat wave that we had," I don't know how that's gonna make me feel. I mean, I. I Am I completely responsible? No. But, you but feel could I have, yeah, could I have, I will always have that guilt. Like if I had called, could they have saved him? And yeah. I don't know if I could live with it. Um, so those are stats from the U.S. Department of Justice. There's a bystander around for 70% of assaults and 52% of robberies. One Just, more, they seen it, but they not saying that. One more thing too. So always being a witness ain't a good idea. I remember seeing something where they did a study with people and this was like a joking thing um, where like somebody ran up and act like they robbed somebody and then they asked all these witnesses, what did the guy yeah, have on? Yeah, they all had something different, yeah. So it's like... But we they know in, in court that uh, oh, actually uh, um, a witness, they say, although it's like... A heavy piece of evidence. It's 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 so unreliable so because okay. you can you can make up memory, especially in a traumatizing yeah. situation. You can yeah, you can happened. put a memory in somebody's head. That person can think something happened away and get around five other people who was there and have five five different ways on how it happened mm. or five different outfits on what the. Yeah, the, uh, the person had on. It's I like people were like, or some people would be like, he was white, he was black, he was Spanish. It would be like, how the fuck can you mix that up? Now I do remember being a witness at w when I um got my earring snatched when I was twelve, and they took me to the police station, and for me, I I told them no, I didn't recognize because I. I swear it was probably like six or seven guys that look exactly alike, and and my conscience even at twelve. I couldn't pick out the wrong person because I I didn't know for sure. Like I knew what his face looked like, but looking in that book was like I don't know for sure. You gotta see it all the way through. Something somebody did something to you. You don't know who it was. They show you eight people in a book. You just supposed to pick somebody and like put that on somebody mm -hmm. when you don't know. And the fucking book got eight people who look exactly the exactly. same. Like it was like a binder. It's like, like they this. put eight brothers in there. Yep. It's like y'all got the same mommy and daddy. It like, was like all a binder, and it was like when you got to the brown skin pictures, like that looked like him, but that looked like him, but that kind of looked like him. Because that's I what really they do. All the guys him. with the big eyes, they put yep. on the same page. The guys with the big lips, the guys with the high cheek, but like all that shit. And I just is, told him like, nah, I don't really know. There's three psychological processes that might prevent someone from helping. Um, three. One is diffusion of responsibility. Did you, fusion or diffusion? Diffusion. Diffusion of responsibility. Diffusion okay. of responsibility. Okay. Um, two. Um, evaluation apprehension fear of being judged publicly mm. three pluralistic ignorance the tendency um, to lean on the, 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 the overt reactions of other people when defining an ambiguous situation Mm, so you just scared to you you scared to have your own opinion even if you think like you need to help if other people like that's what he get then you just kind of mentality yeah. you gonna roll with that especially if you feel in the end which is fucked up because you feel in the inside they don't deserve that or but because they said it yeah that's what you roll it with that's that that's that's sad so the first diffusion of responsibility is that just feeling like it ain't my job to save them right mm. but if you walking outside and you see somebody get shot and you was getting in your car to go to work 
Like, yeah, if somebody really shot you, if they shot the person and ran, and that person's on the ground moaning, and you're like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe this happened. You get in the car and just go to work? Do you go back in the house and, and scare it and shut the door? You don't, don't do nothing? Or do you call the cops? Like, yeah. It's your responsibility as a person. human being to help save another. Like, nobody's saying, oh, put your hand on the wound and stop it from bleeding or, be a you know, doctor or drag be a them nurse, in your yeah. house. No, but to call for help, that's the least you can do. You don't even got to wait around if you if, if you don't want to, but to just call for help, yeah. That's... Again, that person has a, a mother, a father, a, a, a may have a kid, like a sister, a brother. Like, they're dying. They're dying, probably asking for help, and you just don't help? I, I, I mean, it's it's... It's something that that you freeze up to do. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, the evaluation out apprehension, fear of being judged publicly. So that's kind of like you. I, I kind of look at that as being tied into the last one as well. Even if you by yourself, it's like oh, what are other people going to say? But if you with other people, you're going to allow them to dictate how you move. Either right. way, but if it's you corny. was like if people found out oh you you was in the place and it got robbed and you stopped and talked to the cops and told them what happened. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know that motherfucker who robbed the place, but... Right. But people who... Why y'all like, judging you me? judge yeah. me about calling the cops for that man, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, I was trying to save his life. Some but some people, But some people would... And this is no shade to you. In that situation, some people would have allowed either one... What was the second one? The evaluation of judgment. Evaluation, to, apprehension. So fear would have judged publicly. Would have allowed them that fear to stop them from calling the cops, or just because you might have said like he shouldn't be whatever your response was, they may not have done it. That's why it's just very important to follow your gut. I mean, I yeah, just follow your gut. If you think it's the right thing to do, it ain't hurting nobody. Do it again. You don't have to try to be a savior. You ain't. You know, I wasn't going out there telling the old man to get in our car. But at least calling for somebody to help him. God forbid I see. You remember? There's another situation. The night, I don't, you probably don't remember because I told you about it. I think he was half asleep. I was coming home from somewhere, seeing this horrible accident where the car was flipped on the median. The girl, Pat's, Pat, white girl, hanging out the car, bloody. The driver was gone. And it was these guys who had pulled over on the side of the road and they were saying that he, because the car was flipped up, so he jumped out and climbed out of the car and ran. Left her. Left her. But, and I, I, you know, I started to stop, but I seen those men on the side of the road, so I knew she was okay. But I could not believe, but I was happy that people had stopped to help her. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, just imagine being, I couldn't imagine what that would do to me as a human if I knew, if something bad happened to me and, and I knew, nobody, yeah. and I could see or hear, not even see if something, if I can't see, but I could hear and know people around and I don't hear nobody calling the cops. Like I would just that losing hope in mankind. All this boils down to the, the us being unsocialized to the point where if somebody gets shot, if somebody gets hurt, somebody gets hit by a car, ran over, the first thing we do as people today is pull our phones out and film a murder. Or if we're at a funeral, we want to film the dead body and put that on the internet. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but you know, I, I guess I guess that's a part of the grieving process now. I, I guess I, you can't tell people how to grieve, but um, ingesting this shit or, or trying to be the first one to put this young kid's murder up on 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 the internet, it's just it's not right. It's 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 not right, and it should be a conscious thing where you feel it ain't right. But apparently, whenever a fight breaks out, people don't break it up no more. They they pull their phones out and film it. That's why it's so many videos of people getting knocked the fuck cold. Mm -hmm. And when somebody gets shot and they bleeding out, gasping for air, people want to film that and put that on World Star or Reddit or some shit like that. And it's just crazy. So that's all this conversation was about is if you're out there and you see something happen to somebody, instead of filming it, if you get the urge to film it, maybe just call for help or don't do nothing at all. Walk away or whatever the fuck. But don't try to be the first one to film a video of somebody dying or a person ran over in a car and they're crushed or a woman getting the shit beat out of her and nobody's helping her, but everybody's filming like, Damn, look at her getting fucked up and she's screaming for help, but everybody got nine cameras out. 
Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Have you ever been in a situation where, like, you recorded it? Me? I've never like, pulled my phone out to record shit. Like, I'm, like, I know you... Okay, you have sent me... I remember it was, like, a picture of a car accident or something I like that. I was coming down the turnpike in traffic going right, that's two what mile I was, an hour. That's what I was about to say. So, it, like, those situations... And I have done the same thing if it's, like, I'm sitting. But and I have, forgot about that. It was, like, damn... I'm going to get home late. Let me text Tasha and let her know it's an accident on here. And then I totally forgot about it. But it, it, the crazy thing is there have been situations and I think like, damn, I should not like a fight or anything like that, but just a weird or crazy situation. And I think like, damn, I should have recorded that. But mm -hmm. it doesn't even cross my mind at the time. That's, that's how you know this generation the, is just different. I was coming from the dispensary down in Belmar and I'm coming up 295 and... There's a, a massive truck fire, mm. like massive, like black smoke everywhere, box, big ass box truck on fire. And it's people pulled over out their car like this with their phones. And it's like, y'all don't the work for The same no truck end. fire you're going to yeah. see on the news. Like y'all fucking holding up traffic, filming this shit while firemen are putting it out. And it's like, why? Don't nobody know this this person. The driver's safe. He's out the car over there with the fireman. But people are filming a burning truck. Like I don't I don't understand that. I just don't understand that. Um, what have you learned? <sighs> You've been dumb the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean, I'm sorry. No, I, my mind has been preoccupied, but you know what? I'm going to make a note for myself because I do want to be intentional about this segment, not just for the segment, but for myself. So I do want to find space in my week, in my day, in my days to make it a point to um, identify, even if it's something specific that I look up to learn. Oh, I know what I learned. The fear of mice and rodents is called musophobia. Mm. So we'll throw that out there. I did learn that today because I didn't know. We don't have mice or rodents. We don't, but you know that I have a phobia. Uh, uh, and it comes with, <coughs> and what people don't understand. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me change this. Phobia and fear is completely different, mm -hmm. of course, as we know. So musophobia is a physiological um, and psychological fear where, like, it shuts you down. It, 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 it halts your, your everyday activity. Exactly. It That's what a phobia is. Anxiety. Yeah. It, it interrupts your it life, really how is. you move. It's not just like, ooh, I'm scared of that. So if you know me, nobody don't know me. Like He, he knows I literally have musophobia. Mm. And I thank God that we live in a home where that has... That's just not an issue, but it, 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 it just comes from childhood trauma. So I did learn that. Okay. What did you learn? Um, I've never lost a loved one until last year. And um, this past weekend was the uh, anniversary of my grandmother's passing. And I've learned that it is just as bad as it the day is. Um, it doesn't get any better in a year. Um, I miss her. Um I wish she was here so I can see her. I wish she was here so she can see me and my life and what I'm doing. Um, I wish she could come to my house. Um, I just miss her a whole lot. And I've learned that this, this, this not, it, it's grief is, um, it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's ongoing. And every time I think about her, I'm going to shut up about her because I can feel it coming. I'm, Every time I think about her, I want to cry. I just miss her, miss her, miss her so much. And I I love you, Nana, and I miss you. Shout out to Nana B. She was the best. Um, three grams. First gram. D. Wade's ex-wife accuses him of exploiting and pressuring their daughter's desire gender change for financial gain. She was in court. She filed a motion saying... He is out of pocket because he got all these deals lined up with Disney and these other agencies around transgender, the, the, you know, the whole thing with, you know, I'm, I'm something different. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm changing. But um, supposedly he had a couple hundred million dollars in deals lined up for her. And, you know, she's the mom and she's like, I talked to my, my, my you know, my kid and I, I feel like he pressured her. 
He wa she wants to wait until she's 18 to decide for herself. She's 15 and six months. He's 15 so, and six months because he hasn't changed it. Okay, so yes, their son. Mm -hmm. Um, is how I you know choose yeah. to acknowledge. Um, and I agree. One of the requests. So I, as I a mom, with, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. I agree with. I one of the requests that she made was that like you said that these um son be allowed be made to wait until eighteen to d decide to undergo like the surgery. Which I agree, and to I lock it off. I think that that should be the rule for any transgender procedure. You should I don't be at least eighteen. I, yes, I, I would even say twenty one. You can't even buy liquor at eighteen to get drunk. You, so, but yet you can tell this person, like you can allow this person to make this kind of decision to permanently change their life. And this doesn't stop them from moving about in the world and being addressed in any way they want. It, it doesn't stop any of that. But to make that, that it becomes permanent at that point. So I agree with her. Now, the financial gain, I don't know. I mean, to me, I find it hard to, but I think it's one of those things where does the cart come before the horse? Is that how you say it? Or what came first? <coughs> because I can't imagine Dwayne Wade and his wife the financial status that they have, that they're forcing this for financial gain. However, I can imagine if they feel like, look, this is what he really wants. So we will allow, you know, if, if the money want to come at him, we ain't going to stop it. Yeah, but it's different but from setting up deals for when he, he turns to be a girl. And maybe he and, feels and it's like, like you're, you're going to be in TV shows and be, be a part of Disney when you're Zaya. Like when you're fully Zion. But so he is the custodial parent. He just may have more insight. Maybe that's the way, the best way he feels to support his child. So it's to jump in feet first, do it all. Like if this 15 is what you years old, do, you want to cut your penis off and become a woman. And it's like, I, I don't, and not that I care. Did EJ do that yet? I don't believe so because I don't believe EJ presents as a woman. Right. He's EJ just a gay just man. right. And okay. and yeah, so I don't think because again, he still goes by EJ. Like right. I don't think he presents as a woman. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think you should at least be eighteen. I mean eighteen you can go to war and die for America. So you can't Which drink, is crazy. But you can go hold a gun and die. Um I think a kid should at least be eighteen before they make that decision. I agree with her. I would even push it to twenty one because your frontal lobe ain't right yet. So you should be able to uh, grow a little bit before you make that decision. And when you get able and grown enough and you want to make that decision, boom, you do it. And I think I don't think it's something you should put on your parents. Like if, if it's you, then your parents should treat you as such. But when you get older, you should do that. Not, you know, be under the the care of your parents while you do that. You know what's so weird? I remember, um, I don't remember what the occasion was but there was some occasion where they had posted like family pictures and their son was posted with um his girlfriend or boyfriend okay so the their son presents as a girl so i'm just gonna say her for that purpose her boyfriend is actually a girl that presents as a boy and, and and it's like this, and, and there was a lot of feedback about that because they posted a picture of them kissing each other, and it was just like lips together, which I still think is inappropriate for a fourteen year old because if this was your daughter who was a heterosexual girl and she had a boyfriend who was a heterosexual boy, you wouldn't be posting a picture of them. You would think that that was inappropriate, but it's one thing to support your child in life decisions because you want to be supportive, but there should still be some boundaries and limits when it comes to sexuality. Right. And at 14, that shouldn't be allowed. But I just, I think the dynamics of those, even if it's, a, even when it's adults, like to have like a Bruce Jenner presenting as Caitlyn, to be with, I'm just gonna make up a name to be with a uh uh Caitlyn who's presenting as Bruce Jenner. Right, I don't crazy. get it. I don't. And, and get I, did, it. I didn't mean like you you shouldn't be under the care of your parents. You should be under the care of your parents if your parents are in your life. I'm just meant like 
maybe as a 15 year old, your parents shouldn't have to do that for you. Like you get to be 18 and 21 and you make that decision yourself. Still right. with your parents in your life and involved with, but with you have to you. sign on the dotted yeah, line. You at that have age. to be that. You shouldn't have to put that pressure on them to kind of be the guardian to do that. Like you're an adult. This is what you want to do. We support you. We're going to be there for you. But you sign them papers. That's you, what I mean. And you know, in the in the medical world, they don't even call it transgender surgery anymore. It's gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, I heard that before. Second, Graham. Um, e News reports take off's death, but posts a picture of offset. <laughs> All black people look alike. That's like, who Who was I, it? I, I think, like, that part, that person should be fired. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a, a big enough mistake that you should be fired. And I'm Like, sure this isn't no warning or anything like that. Like, the fucking guy's picture is on the internet a hundred thousand times throughout the day. That, How the fuck didn't you search for his picture? That's what I was going to say. Because, okay, for me, when I saw him... We asked you to do this, and you don't fucking search for his picture? Like, he died today, and you don't search for his picture. You put his fucking friend up. Yeah, and if if that, if this, if Takeoff had rung our bell, I would not have known who he was. Like, so I, I couldn't immediately identify his face. I do know what Offset looks like, and I knew what Quavo, and maybe that's the thing. Like, he was the more quiet. He was, yeah. Right, so I, if he rung our bell, I would not have known who he was. But as a news reporter, it is your responsibility to do the research. And that's only job you got is the is find the, a picture. Yeah, like find a picture of him. I don't understand how you and it that goes to show like you we got white people reporting our culture when they shouldn't be reporting our culture because if that was a I can't believe a black person. I, I, and I just e gotta news who wants to be so hip in pop culture. But it, it this is like yeah, slightly, Mario Lopez looked for that. Yeah, this is like slightly related, but not really. I seen a, a, a meme where um somebody said, I'll never forget where Beyonce um uh re recreated Tony Braxton's um album cover for Halloween. And you know, Tony had that short pixie black cut, Chris Jenner. Who has a show? Said thank you, Beyonce. I love it. Assume that Beyonce was recreating or, or was like being her for Halloween, and it just goes to show. Even when you got all them, now that was a few years ago, but you got all them half black grandbabies. You know, you your boyfriend is black. You so down with the culture. You didn't even know that that was damn Tony Braxton. They don't. They they they. They want our culture, but they don't want our blues. They want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. Mm, our blues, which leads me into the third gram. Um, Elon Musk says the blue check will cost you $8 on Twitter now. If you <laughs> want to be verified, it costs you $8. I mean, what, what... Along with other perks. I don't know what the other perks are, but for people who, who, who sensationalize this blue check on Twitter, and I'm not on Twitter like that, but people who sensationalize this blue check... Um. Yeah, it costs eight dollars now. Well, and so before it used to be like fifty thousand followers or twenty five thousand followers or something like that. And you got verified as a verified account, so people knew like it was you if it was a blue check. So what do do, do you? And I don't know if you know the answer to this, but um, do people monetize Twitter like mm -hmm. they do with Instagram and stuff? So is that the blue check just helps you to gain five? I mean, if you... No, it just meant, like, it's like a status symbol. No, no, I know. So, people know that it's you. You gain more followers. You can I, you can monetize more right. off of that. I mean, if you're making money off it, pay you eight ninety nine. That ain't... I mean, that's $9. <laughs> that's $9. What's $9 if you're making thousands How of dollars? How smart is he, though, to buy it yeah. for, what, $43 billion and then charge everybody on their $8? Oh, God. Blue I blue wonder check. how many blue checks are there currently. I don't know. But yeah. it's got like 400 million users. So I don't know how many are certified. Even if you think just a million. I would think a little more than that. Yeah, but, but I'm yeah. just a flat number. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's, a, are you talking about a month? Mm-hmm. He ain't no dummy. Nah. Nah. But, and, okay. That's billions of dollars in a couple of years. Would Would you, talking about social media and monetizing and all that, it, would you pay for a subscription to anybody's Instagram? No. Me either. And I don't like I just feel like it ain't that deep to me. You know, it ain't nothing I that I want. I would pay for for podcasts, but I wouldn't pay for somebody's Instagram. But like pay people, for like a subscription to somebody's if, podcast. If certain podcasts had a paywall that I liked, I would pay right. for. 
no, would you pay if it was like, or the podcast is free, but for this exclusive, like a Patreon thing for exclusive content? Or it doesn't have had, to be exclusive. If you got exclusive content, that's fine. I'm saying the podcast I watch now, if they went to a paywall, if the ones that I really like, I would pay for them. Right. So what I'm saying is if you had, if that was the only way to watch it. Right. Okay, got you. Because the ones I watch now have Patreons that I don't pay for. Right, because that's just like extra. Yeah, and that's exclusive. Okay. So it's not about the exclusive content. I feel you. If I just heard one day, oh, I can't get this podcast unless I pay $5 a month. Then you wouldn't mind That, okay, because it's, but for like Instagram. No, for Instagram, somebody's page. I'm not paying For me to $5. wake up and for me to see what your day look like, you're going to charge me? Fuck no. Yeah. Somebody who I really like, and I and no shade to the people that do it, make your money because people going to pay who wants to pay. It just ain't your girl. Yeah. But somebody who I really like, I seen the other day, they were like, oh, um, you know, I'm going to take you on a tour with me today through my warehouse. This will be like a day at work with me. Y'all see how things move and operate. It was like in their story. And then the next one said actually for subscribers only and put like the link and was like okay i just won't see it because it ain't that deep to me i got if my beyonce, own job if beyonce said she's gonna have a new page it's for her fans and she's gonna be active every day on it answering people talking to people um going on live with people but it's behind a paywall and it's 39 dollars a month Absolutely not. I don't. I don't think I would pay if it was ten dollars a okay. month. Like I. But you know how many fucking people who would. Exactly. That's if why I'm saying got, make your money. If she got sixty million followers and she did that. I think twenty million would pay. Yeah, it just is not that. <coughs> First of all, you got to think too. Okay, twenty million. Because twenty people, million people gonna be like, I get to talk to her. She gonna go live. Like I, she gonna be on my live. But that's like, the thing. Okay, you get to go live. It's twenty million. I've seen people do that. Like, oh, I'm gonna pick one of my followers to join. But when you talk about it's twenty million people on here, what's your chances of being picked? Like it, it, it's just it's just not that deep for me for anybody. Like, and, and you, <laughs> sad to say, you know what I'm gonna rely on. Like, you know how you had the scammers of the world? I'm going to rely on one of y'all screenshotting it and just posting it anyway, and I'll get to see it for free. Mm. I'm just not paying. I wouldn't pay neither. Um, let's do a wrap. Active podcast coming to a close. Episode 95. 95. com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TikTok, no. No, I think he got them all good. Got them all. You can catch us on those platforms. Act to the podcast, episode ninety-five, coming to a close. If you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace. <laughs>